Hi, I'm Linus, and welcome back to the Interintellect Hostcast. In this episode, I talk to writer Elaine Wang about her inspirations and processes for writing and about living life as a writer. And now to my conversation with Elaine. All right. Hey, Elaine. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Hey, Linus. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat with you. Great. So one place that I wanted to get started is you're a novelist, you write a newsletter, um, but you're also you know, working full time in tech and product marketing, uh, last time I checked. And I think that's something that I don't know if it's that common. Um, I knit, Obviously, lots of people working full time are also writing seriously, um, but want to get your take in terms of um, juggling, you know, these kind of two careers and if that's something that you would encourage or if you tr- would ideally want to be writing full time. Um, another way of maybe asking it is like, how does actually your kind of day job contribute to or detract from your writing process? Yeah, I mean, that is such a good question. And I'm sure, like you said, there are a lot of people who have day jobs and they are still finding time to pursue something that they enjoy on the side. And um, maybe they only see it as a hobby or maybe they see it as like something that will evolve into um, more of a means of making a living. Um, I mean, I try not to put too much pressure on myself because as you said it's like a lot to juggle like multiple um like projects at the same time plus your day job um so in my mind it's sort of like there's this like creative itch that I've you know that I want to scratch and so I find an outlet through writing the substack through uh writing fiction I would say most of what I focus on outside my day job is probably writing fiction um and it's been like a passion of mine for like many, many years. Um, and the day job actually gives me a lot of structure to my day. So I tend to wake up early in the morning and spend like an hour or so working on the novel. And then I go for a run and then I you know, open the computer and start um, my day job. And I've had this routine, I want to say for like the last almost eight years, um, and it's worked really well for me. Like I actually enjoy my mornings a lot. Um, I, you know, I have all these, um, like little things that I do. Like I just sit there with a pot of tea. Um, and, uh, it's just a very peaceful time to just get into the flow. And, um, I find that that works well for me. So I think part of it is like establishing a routine that you feel, um, good about and that can get you into that flow, uh, and like yeah, just sticking with it and and preserving that time, like making sure it's sacred that, you know, there's nothing that gets in the way of that early morning time. And I'm sure people who have like other commitments, like kids and stuff, it's it's probably a lot harder to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the key is like, once you find a routine that works to really like stick to it, um, whether it's like writing in the morning or even at night. And then the day job itself, um, I think because it's like, I have to do a certain amount of work for a certain number of hours a day, it actually helps me like maximize my writing time. So I know I only have like an hour and a half today or only an hour, then I'm going to do, you know, whatever I can to get the most out of that instead of having like, just like a wide open time to do whatever, then maybe I wouldn't be as productive as I otherwise would be. 
Um, and then I think the other good thing about my day job in particular, um, so I work, I do work in product marketing, as you said, I don't spend too much time actually writing, despite what maybe some people think of like marketing. Um, like there are content writers, there are copywriters. Um, I don't do any of that. I do a lot more around like um, figuring out like, you know, like talking to users and market research and um, doing like maybe some strategy and planning. Um, and I'm really thankful that my day job doesn't require me to do a ton of writing because then I think I would probably not um, have the type of energy that I have to do the writing that I most enjoy. Um, so that that's also another benefit is um, choosing the right day job for you so that you can um, direct your energy towards th this other thing that you enjoy on the side, if it's writing or whatever it is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it makes a lot of sense in terms of you know, day jobs, you know, giving structure. I don't know if that's something um, that you've talked to other fellow writers about in terms of, you know, if, if other writers are pursuing writing more full time, if it actually is harder and they would benefit from having a day job. Um, yeah, curious as to if that's uh, a topic of conversation framed that way. Yeah, I. it's funny because I... I think most of the people I do know are working day jobs and still writing on the side. Um, uh, there might be, I, I think I know of people who are like writing full time and um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what it's like for them um, since it, it, it just feels like, you know, very different from the type of lifestyle that I currently have. And, and a lot of the writers that I know, um, but I always like, aspire I, I guess like I aspire to having one day having like the freedom to be able to write for more than just the hour I'm able to squeeze out of the morning um and there have been times I I did try an experiment once where I took vacation for a week and I spent like maybe the bulk of my vacation like at least like three or four days um doing nothing really but writing um and so I was I flew to LA, I think it was, I don't know why LA, but um, I, I just wanted to like be on a beach and have somewhere that's like kind of relaxing, um, but that I, I'm like pretty familiar with um, so that there aren't too many distractions. And then I was able to just like have like the freedom to structure my own day and like work as if all I had to do was write um, just to get a sense of like what that might be like if, you know, if I didn't have a day job and I was just writing um, and I, I think there are probably some challenges because you are very much like kind of mired in your writing and you have to like be intentional about taking breaks and, you know, doing other things to um, to to give your brain a rest, like from the project that you're working on. Um, so, yeah, without having a day job, which like forces you to to not think about your book and forces you to do other things uh, and use your mind in other ways, I think. Yeah, you have to be very, I think, very intentional and like disciplined about like how you structure your day and how you spend your time besides just working on the book or whatever writing project you're working on. Do you feel like if you, um, whether through that experience of you know taking that week off and focusing on writing or just imagining yourself having, I don't know two or four more hours a day to write, like how that would change your process or even what you would write about? Like, do you feel like that would change the topics that you try to 
tackled, um, the scope of the projects, or even kind of new characters or writing styles. Um, yeah, just curious about about that. Yeah, it's interesting you ask that because I do know some writers who they basically uh, work on multiple writing projects at the same time, um, and I find that very I find the idea of that very difficult um, because typically what happens is if there's a project or a story idea that I'm really into, like the only thing I'll want to do when I wake up in the morning to write is to work on that project. Um, uh, so I think if if I did have like unlimited time in the day or just like more more hours, it, it would be something I would try, I would experiment with just to see what it's like to um, be working on like, I don't know, a novel and a short story and I don't know, maybe a poem or, you know, like different types of writing. Um, I, I do have like the Substack, but I almost think of that as a little different because it's it's sort of like my way of working out how I think about a certain topic and what my opinions and feelings are and less so a very like uh, creative project where I'm like creating new characters and building like almost an entirely different world um yeah so so the I, I do think I would like maybe branch out a bit if I had more time um I also think I would just do other creative projects besides writing. Like I would, I've always enjoyed like painting and like art. Um, and it's something I just haven't really touched at all, like for years, um, which is, which is a, <laughs> a shame really. Um, and, and part of it is just like, you know, not having time and, and that just being like much, much lower priority than everything else. Um, but I, yeah, recently just like, brought my canvas or my uh, easel um, back to my apartment and um, I tried to like, yeah, I guess set it up so that I'm reminded that this is something that I could just do and pick up a paintbrush and, and try um, to pick up again. I, I do think there are like a lot of, a lot of different ways to improve as a writer that doesn't have to do with writing. Um, so a lot of writing is, is about uh, seeing the world in a different way or um, just like, yeah, opening your eyes to experiences that you, or like basically like understanding your experience maybe in, in a, in a new way. And so I think when you, when you do activities like painting or drawing, you're forced to like observe the world in a way that you typically don't when you go about your day to day, like you're paying a, like much more closer attention. There are certain things you otherwise wouldn't have noticed. Um, and yeah, the same is true of like, I think many different activities like photography or like, yeah, music. Um, and I think it was uh, Flannery O'Connor who said something around that, like anything that forces you to uh, look at the world in a different way is going to improve your writing, your craft as a writer. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think if I had more time, I would absolutely try to branch out like creative, creatively. Yeah, no, I resonate with that a lot. Um, I did a lot of music composition earlier in, in my life. And I think even though I haven't picked it up as much, I think it still quite heavily influences how I write, and especially in terms of timing and pacing. Like I think writing music has helped me think about writing as a thing that occurs over time rather than just in terms of, kind of static word count. Uh, 
yeah, oh as it God, goes I along. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to, um, you know, pick up on kind of what you said about, um, you getting better at writing through you know, additional experiences and how much, um, for example, traveling or actually just reading other books, um, kind of impacts that. Like at this point, um, do you feel like it's about reading books or going to other places or what, what experiences do you feel like most, um, kind of immediately and deeply enriches, um, how you write? Obviously it may change over time, but just kind of right now, if you were to like, you know, go embark on something to, to really, you know, work on your craft and your writing, like what would you choose to, to do? That is such a good question. I think um, I've traveled a lot actually in the last year and I do think traveling is very useful for just getting yourself out of, um, so we did talk about how routine is really important to um, yeah, getting writing done. Uh, and I think there's like a difference between produ productive energy and like creative energy. So when you're um, when you want to be productive, you have to establish a routine and stick to it. Um, and that's like really the only way that you could finish any writing project. Um, but if you're trying to get um, like inspire creativity, it's actually really useful to break out of your routine. Um, so you kind of need both. Um, and so, yeah, knowing that there are times when you it's probably beneficial to break out of your routine and do something different or go on a walk and go to a different part of the city or yeah, travel somewhere new. Um, I, I, I don't know how, what it is. It's not very like, it's not very obvious the ways in which it helps you as a writer, but it's almost like it works at some kind of like deeper psychic level where when you're exposed to new places and people and cultures and um, it just changes how your how you like, I guess, like maybe process your experiences. Um, and so you're able to like, maybe uh, realize something that you never thought of before, or like, um, just like a random new idea comes to you. It, it just kind of happens, like, almost like subconsciously, um, this like thing just like alchemizes. Uh, and so I, I do think, yeah, traveling or, or even just like going somewhere new in your a general, you know, area or a city, um, is, is super, is super helpful for a writer. And then you talked about like books and I mean, they say that in order to be a good writer, you have to read, right. That's like almost like the, the foundational thing that you have to do. Um, uh, and I, I do think that's absolutely true. Um, but yeah, I think with reading I've over the years, I've become a lot more, um, like there are books that I'll read for pleasure. And then there are books that I'll read with a more intentional mindset to like improve my writing. Um, and I would say that as I've been like working on writing a novel and getting feedback on certain areas, like certain um, things that I can improve on, like uh, fleshing out a character's like emotionality or their interiority, like these things that like never even occur to me when I was first starting out as a writer, I would be much more, um, I guess like I would pay more attention to those things in like other people's, uh, in published authors' novels. So as I'm writing, as I'm reading a novel, I would like 
maybe even underlying parts where I'm like, oh, this is where they're going into this character's mind and showing you what she's like thinking or feeling. Uh, and so that's like, you know, uh, delving into interiority. Um, and I would um, look at how, you know, I'm doing it in my writing and, and just kind of like compare how, how they're able to do it and how they do it effectively. Um, so yeah, there's almost like a, there could be a very surgical approach to reading if you're, if you're really serious about like improving your craft as a writer. Um, and I find that really, it's really, uh, it's almost like this whole new world when it comes to reading. And um, yeah, like, I, I think I've, I've learned to like explore that a little bit more um, though, though it is different from just like picking up a book to read it for pure enjoyment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I really like your distinction between productive and creative energy and how that correlates to routine versus actually almost like an anti-routine. Um, if you don't mind me indulging a, a couple of questions around you know, writers um, and, and reading, um, for, for example, for me personally, like the, the writing style that I am most comfortable with happens to be a actually don't and don't mean happens to be at all i think it's like very much and you know, in, intentionally this way it has it, it is like my writing style is very much similar to the writers that i was reading when i first started creative writing and i don't know if you've had that same experience or if you have certain how just writers that you go back to in terms of how you uh, kind of define your style. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about like the writers that I for like I enjoyed when I was uh younger versus now. I feel like there's always a place in your heart for like books and novel and, and writers that you really enjoyed reading when you were younger. Um so yeah, I I, I would say a lot of those I, in some ways it's like I don't think I imitate their writing style as much as I am very much obsessed with like what they've created like their characters or their work the worlds that they built um uh like I mean just just one very hypothetical example was I was very much into Lord of the Rings when I was like in middle school and growing up I loved the books um and back then I was I think there was something about language that really intrigued me. And so Tolkien was just such a master with, with like describing things in a way that was so evocative and uh, his world building was um, yeah, incredible. And so I, I like, that was what drew me to like the Lord of the Rings. Um, but I don't write, like, I would say my writing is like nothing like his writing. And I, I never tried to imitate it. Um, it. I think it's sort of just like, there are certain phases of your life where certain things about um there, there are certain things that intrigue you like yeah back then it was all about like language and I didn't even know you could use language in these ways and now you know I much more value writing that's like very concise and um very specific and uh is able to like capture the like feeling or mood of a moment uh, in in a short number of words uh, and isn't like as flowery and descriptive. Um, and, and yeah, so I think I think everyone probably 
maybe some people have like a very consistent writing style or or taste in writing in writing. Um, uh, but yeah, I've noticed like there have been phases where there are certain types of books that uh, I find I just like go for because I'm really intrigued by the the author's writing style. Um, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. So I, I would say, yeah, it, it really does like fluctuate over over time. Yeah, I think especially when I first started writing, I think my writing side would be very heavily influenced by what I was reading at the time. I'm sure as as one as a writer matures, that fluctuation tends to mellow out as your own voice uh, starts to develop. Um, I don't know if you've you've had an experience like that where uh, in your early career in early writing um, was a little bit more imitative before it became a little bit more kind of your own. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the question of voice. Um, it, it's like something that feels like it's um this like treasure that every writer is like looking for is like how do I find my voice um does my voice come come out in in this piece of writing um in like yeah in fiction especially it's like people I think agents and editors talk about a piece being very voicey and voicey means like there's a very like the narrator has a voice that's very strong and very distinctive and um, and reveals something about their psyche or their personality. Uh, and, and so it's, it's almost like this, like, holy grail for a writer is, is to have, like, write in a way that's, like, very, has a very strong voice. Um, and I think finding your voice is, it's like, a, it's a journey. And I don't think anyone, at least a lot of writers, I, I feel like, um, who haven't yet published probably don't think that they found their voice yet, um, or they're still trying to. Um, and it's always helpful to hear other people describe your voice too, because like it's one of those things where it's hard to like know what it is yourself, since it's such a uh, intrinsic part of part of you. Um, yeah, but I do agree that I think over time, as you write more, you it kind of um, like basically the only way to find your voice is to like keep writing and to keep um, yeah keep doing it and seeing like what emerges and you know what feels right to you and also what's like hitting a chord with other people then that's probably your voice coming out yeah that makes a lot of sense and, and do you feel like in terms of when you're writing fiction versus when you're uh, writing more personally on your Substack, do you feel like it's a different the lane coming out, it's a different voice, um, whether intentionally in terms of you know how you're writing or just in terms of the mind space that you're in as you're writing uh, you know, different uh, topics. I would say that uh, it's definitely, if, if you read my fiction and my substack, you would notice similar themes because I think there are certain um, ideas and uh, certain aspects about what it's like to be human that really, uh, that I'm really obsessed with. And so they, they come out very strongly like in in, in my essays on, on Substack, um, but also in my fiction. But in fiction, it's sort of like subconscious where like as I'm creating this story 
and things happen, like, you know, things happen to the characters, I'm so suddenly realizing, oh, this is like an allegory for dating uh, as a 20 year old in New York or, you know, like things like that. And I realized, well, I've written so much about this on, on my Substack. Sub and um, yeah, and then I begin to see, okay, these are yeah similar themes that I'm exploring. Um, but in, in the fiction, it's almost like it just creeps out of you. And you're not, it's not like I set out to write a story about um, like the terror of dating, but somehow like what, what, you know, you can, you can see that, you can see that underneath what's happening at a surface level with, with all the characters. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I do think there are, in, in that sense, there are similarities across the two. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you mentioned dating and, you know, I, I've gone through your newsletter, uh, but we'd love to uh, to hear from yourself in terms of just what are the themes that you're interested in, you know, tackling, and I guess if it's not too crass to kind of explain it so explicitly, uh, oftentimes I feel like it's like, well, just read the writing. That's what the writing is for. Um, but we'd love for you to talk a little bit about, yeah, just the themes that you're interested in, how you um, want to approach them, both in your uh, you know, Substack and in your fiction. Yeah, um, I would say probably what I'm most interested in is people and just, yeah, how we operate and how we think and how we feel and why we think and feel the way we do um, and how we relate to each other. Like, I think people and relationships I, I find really fascinating. And it was probably it's probably what drew me to fiction in the first place. Um, because I do remember a time in, I don't know if it was like seventh grade or maybe, yeah, like eighth grade where we might've been reading, I don't know, Lord of the Flies or something like that. And, and I was just so intrigued by what was happening with these kids on this island and like, why would one of them be chosen as a leader and this other person, revolt and and then they would choose sides and it just it, it fascinated me like you know how how people work um and um and how we like relate to certain people and not others and why is that and and like you know just deeper i guess like psychological um underpinnings of like you know how we interact and so that's what i i explore in a very like conscious and obvious way in my substack um and so I've been writing a lot about like dating and relationships and uh, break breakups as well and uh, friendships um, and also the relate yeah yeah our relationship to ourself um, which I've realized is like really what's driving like everything um, and yeah and so those are some of the themes that I explore on the Substack and yeah in fiction I think it just um, is a natural evolution of like why I, you know, enjoy reading fiction as well. Um, so, um, so yeah, I've been working on like a psychological thriller and some of the themes that I have been looking into are like around um, like, you know, uh, what it's like, like certain, like, I don't know, when you're young, you have certain fantasies about what people could be like. Uh, and then like, how do you know how, whether to trust someone, you know, as you, 
as you get to know them, can you ever truly like know a person or is there always like a part of them that's like hidden from you? Um, and how many like identities do we have? And, and, and things like that, I think really interest me as, as, um, cause, cause I've been like thinking a lot about my like twenties, like basically just right after college, what it was like being in New York or like growing up, um, or I guess not growing up, but like as like a young adult, um, trying to like find your way in the world. Um, and so, yeah, so that's something that I've been like, uh, exploring in, in the novel that I'm currently working on. That's awesome. Um, so we're coming up on time now. Um, and you've already alluded to some of the stuff that you're working on, but wanted to wrap up on the note of what are you now working on and where can people go to check out um, your writing and uh, your work? Yeah, um, so I I think the Substack is probably the best place to go um, to read my writing. So that would be elainebrights.substack.com. Um, and yeah, I encourage you to take a look at the archives and, um, you know, read whatever catches your eye. And if something does, if you want to subscribe and, um, get, you know, updates uh, in your inbox inbox, whenever I post something new, um, yeah, that would be the best way to keep up to date. And I do talk a little bit about my, my writing process and also like the, the fiction that I've been working on, on my Substack. And so maybe one day if it's you know, if it sees the light of day, I'll be sure to um, share it on my Substack as well. Perfect. Um, thanks so much, Elaine, for being on the podcast. This was a great conversation. I really enjoy this. Thanks so much for having me, Linus.